Every website designer has a different style. It's kind of like an artist. When you buy artwork, we all just have a certain style. So look at different things that they've done. Look at their portfolio. Look at other websites. Make sure it fits your style. But then ask questions. What's included in the package? Do you connect to my calendar? Do you connect to my lead magnet? Do you help me set up the email automation that connects to the website? Do you include images or do I have to come up with every single one of those? Do you help write the copy or do I need to hire a copywriter? You know, those types of things. And then if you hire it out, ask them, for example, do you teach me how to keep it updated when it's done or do you just build the website and then hand it over and go, good luck, see you later. Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. Now, if you're a regular listener, then you'll know that we've just finished a free challenge. And today, I've got another exciting opportunity to share with you. I'm putting together a completely free festival of marketing. The Marketing Insiders Festival is happening on the 16th of November, and you're invited. I've also invited some brilliant women who have all achieved amazing things using marketing and are going to teach you how to do these things too. From leveraging a Facebook group to build an entire business, to using SEO-based content to engage and attract, to analyzing your Google Analytics to get your business a greater ROI, growing an Instagram following by 30,000 in a year, to finally getting to grips with email marketing. These women have done it all and are going to share how you can do it too. So pause the podcast and register for free now at nikkihutchison.com forward slash festival. And I'll see you there. Now back to the show. And on today's episode, I'm chatting to April Hyatt. I worked with April on her marketing strategy earlier this year and was struck by her absolute passion for websites. She loves them. And with good reason, because a great website can result in a great business. So I'm excited to chat to April today about the many things to think about when it comes to your website and the many things you can do to make it work harder for you. April, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. You are so welcome. Now, I bet you get asked this all the time, but in case any of our listeners are sitting and wondering, do I really need a website for my business if I have social media? What would your response be to them? 100% yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's the short answer. Yes, you do. But so let me just explain a little bit. Social media is social. You're meant to get on there and talk to people and interact and people get on their phones and they scroll. And what you put out there lasts about 24 hours, maybe if you're lucky. Your website, you own it. It lasts forever. You can put whatever you want on there. And it's, it's yours. Like it's a place that you put all your stuff. So yes, you want a website. And just as a little side note, social media, you don't own it and there's no guarantee it's going to be there. I was one of those people that had an Instagram account a year ago and totally got deleted. One day they just decided, I don't know, I'm a website designer, but apparently I am not cool. So they just deleted me. <laughs> Everything was gone. Everything was totally gone. So yes. Oh, it's so upsetting, isn't it? Scary. So yeah, I completely agree. You are in control of your website. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I really just feel like if I look up a business, whether a local business or any type of business, and I see that they're 
URL is a Facebook page. It just removes any sort of professionalism or really credibility, unfortunately. And it's a shame because people think that they're doing the right thing by maybe saving some time, saving some money, but actually in the long term, so many reasons why a website is a good idea, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you know, the professionalism alone is a huge deal. You know, it helps, you know, build trust and whatever. But if you think about it from your own perspective, so if I'm going to you, Nikki, and I'm saying, you know, hey, it's so good to meet you. You know, could you help me with my marketing? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is so great. Then I'll say, hey, where do I find out more about you? You're going to say your website. You're going to say, go to NikkiHutchinson.com. You're not going to say, go to my Facebook page and check me out. Because let me tell you, that sounds weird. It just does. (laughs) You know? You will never hear me say that. (laughs) Right? And you have a great Facebook presence. But yes, you're going to send people to your website. It sounds professional and it's what people expect to hear. Whether you know it or not, that's your expectation is for somebody to give you their website address. Yeah. And if they say something else, you kind of subconsciously go, oh, okay, uh, sure. You know? (laughs) Okay, so hopefully we've convinced everybody listening that maybe they don't have a website yet. Maybe they're just starting or maybe they do have a website. What are some of the things that they really need to have in place, either before they start or just as the foundational pieces of their website? What do they need to be thinking about? Yes. So, and this is really important. I'm huge on, you've got to plan out your website before you actually build it. And some of the things that you need to be very clear on is who you help, like who are you talking to, who you help, the problem you solve, but specifically also what are your services? What are you telling people about? If they get to your website and you're just all over the place, just talking about yourself, I'm sorry, but nobody cares. <laughs> I just, there's no nice way for me to say that. And so, but you got to tell me how you can help me and what services you provide. And I talk to a lot of people that'll come to me and they'll say, April, I need a website. Can you build it? And I'll say, absolutely. Can you tell me all these things? And they go, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know what my offers are. I don't know what services I offer. Like, I don't know what packages to give people. I don't even know, am I talking to women? Am I talking to men? Am I talking to, you know, somebody whose house is flooded? Am I, you know, who am I talking to? You just have to know those things. I mean, this is just basic, but you've got to have some branding basics in place. You've got to have a logo. You've got to know your colors. You've got to have fonts in place. Like you just have to know those things as you sit down to build the website or it's not going to look nice. And, you know, people look at looks, they do. (laughs) Yeah. And photography as well, right? Yes. Branding photos is huge. Go spend the money. I know it's expensive. That's one place you don't want to skimp on because your images, they won't make or break you, but they make a huge impact on how well you come across to people and how your website looks, how you look on social media, just kind of everywhere. Spend the money on a good brand photographer. I know that all brand photographers listening are thanking you right now. (laughs) I had a local photographer called, local to me, Jerry Campbell, on just a few weeks ago on the podcast. Oh, she's awesome. She is awesome, yeah. And I know that she and all of her colleagues are thanking you right now, but it's true. And actually, what you said about knowing who you're talking to, yes, you need to sit down, you need to work that out. Hopefully, that should come fairly easily. But the piece about what your offers are, how you're going to present those offers. That's quite hard to work out. That's a job, isn't it? (laughs) 
It is. And it takes some thinking ahead of time. Like you really do need to sit down and spend a couple of hours and figure that out before you try to build the website. Because if you don't know going in what your offers are and what your strategy, you know, if you're not clear on that, it's going to come across in your website. You can't fake it. You can't get on there and create something not knowing that information. Yeah, for sure. We regularly update our website. In fact, my husband and business partner, John, gave it a complete overhaul about two weeks ago. So if you're listening and wondering what it looks like now, you can check it out at NikkiHutchison.com. But I'm wondering, April, if there's anything that we missed or we might not have thought of that we could improve on even further. So what are some of the things that you see people miss out or not give enough thought to when you're auditing their sites? The number one thing that I see the most common is when I get to your website, the very first thing I see, it's usually called above the fold or your hero section or something like that. But the very first thing I see should tell me that I'm in the right place. So it should tell me that if I'm looking for a marketing specialist, you are that marketing specialist and you can help me. If I'm looking for a brand photographer, you are a brand photographer and you can help me. If I'm looking for a plumber, you're a plumber and you can help me. If I'm looking for a plumber and I get you a website and it's an electrician, I'm in the wrong place. Zoom, I'm clicking away. So if I get to your website and you don't tell me how you can help me and what you do, I'm not going to spend the time scrolling around, clicking around, trying to figure it out. I don't have the time. So I'm going to go somewhere else. So make sure you tell me what you do at the very beginning. And then if that information is there, if I get enough information to know, okay, yes, you can totally help me. Nikki's the person I need. Now I'm going to scroll down and I'm going to read the rest of your website. But right when I land on the page, make sure that you're giving me that information. And then, you know what I see a lot? And this surprises me. But a lot of people don't include their contact mm. information on their website. Yes. Tell me how to get a hold of you. Give me your email address. Put a link on there to schedule with you. If you're a brick and mortar business, give me your address. <laughs> yeah. I am not kidding. The other day I was looking at this. Somebody had posted in a Facebook group, this cool new restaurant they were opening and all these cool things that they had for sale. And I was like, oh yes, that looks so great. I need some of those. So I clicked on the link and I went to her website and I thought, and she had all these amazing pictures of this stuff that looked really good to eat. And this is so great. There was no address on there anywhere. And I thought, where do I buy this stuff? I'm ready to buy it. Yeah. What do I do? Where do I go? I couldn't figure it out. I really noticed that on Instagram as well. I'm often I'll find new accounts and I'll be dying to know, oh, I wonder if they're anywhere near me or I wonder where they're located. Are they even in the UK? Are they in the States? Whatever. Nope. No idea. <laughs> it's like we yes, make it really right? difficult. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> yes. And I know a lot of the listeners are online businesses. And so they're thinking, okay, well, I don't have a location. Mm. You do. Like there's an audience that you serve. So if you don't have an online location, tell me who you serve. You know, you know, I serve online businesses or I work with coaches or, you know, I serve women that are brand new moms that are helping their babies get to sleep at night or something like that. And then tell me how to get a hold of you. Give me some contact information. Give me a button to schedule with you. Tell me what to do. How do I get a hold of you? That kind of stuff. Absolutely. So we kind of dived right in and I started, I have so many questions that I want to ask you about the website, but can you tell me, because I know that like any part of marketing, creating your website 
is so personal and yet it's really tricky to do by yourself but some people want to do it by themselves right some people want to outsource the whole thing and just have it done as quickly and professionally as possible and for some people there's maybe some middle ground so what are the different ways that people can approach their website and how do you help them with that so you're right a lot of people want to do it themselves and then they get started and they go ah what do i do but a couple of couple of tips I have for you. If you're going to do it yourself, and I think that's awesome, just have a really good idea of how you're going to lay it out, what you're going to put on there, and then it's easier to put it all together. And look for templates. There are a lot of really good templates out there. There are, you know, several of the website builders have templates. Personally, I use WordPress and Elementor. I love it. There's a lot of great templates out there. I'm, I'm going to put a little pitch in here. I'm going to... Yeah, do. I will be selling templates soon. I have several of them. You just import it. You put your stuff in. But whether you buy a template or whether you use one that's already built in the system, you know, whether, you know, whatever platform you're using, just make sure you know what's going on there before you try to sit down and do it. And that really just makes all the difference. If you want to hire it out, then make sure you ask questions of the designer. And there's some really important questions to ask. You can't just look at the price because every website designer has a different style. It's kind of like an artist. When you buy artwork, we all just have a certain style. So look at different things that they've done. Look at their portfolio. Look at other websites. Make sure it fits your style. But then ask questions. What's included in the package? Do you connect to my calendar? Do you connect to my lead magnet? Do you help me set up the email automation that connects to the website? Do you include images or do I have to come up with every single one of those? Do you help write the copy or do I need to hire a copywriter? You know, those types of things. And then if you hire it out, ask them, for example, do you teach me how to keep it updated when it's done? Or do you just build the website and then hand it over and go, good luck, see you later. You know, if you need anything, call me. <laughs> Which is normally what it happens, is. isn't it? That is so often what happens. And then people are stuck a few years down the line. Right. Yeah. Their business changes. And then they think, well, I just need this thing changed right here, but now I don't know how to do it. And so then they try to get a hold of their web designer and the web designer says, yeah, I can totally change that for you. I'm about three weeks out. So let me put you on the calendar for three weeks down the road. And you think, <laughs> okay, that was not helpful. I just need you to change the phone number. It's a simple thing. <laughs> you know, things like that. So you really do need to ask some questions if you're going to hire a designer. And if you're going to do it yourself, honestly, I think templates are great. Personally, they'll help you get started. They're awesome. So tell us how the templates work, because I used to have a templated website a few years ago when I first started this business. In fact, I bought a template, uploaded it, and then really just, it was very straightforward, uploaded my images, information, brand colors, and so on. I remember that was very specifically for, I was calling myself kind of business coach and trying not to call myself a business coach at the time. So this was in my kind of exploratory phase, let's say. Things were a bit beige. Things were a bit gold and kind of pale pink, like most other business coaches at the time. Right. And I used a template to create this website and it was fine. It worked fine, but it was very specifically for my industry. Is that how you are creating your templates as well? Yes, they are very specifically for either coaches or authors 
because those are kind of different websites mm. or service-based businesses. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the layout is very similar. No matter what type of business you have, kind of the flow of the website is going to be similar on, you know, on all of the templates. So you're kind of looking for something that fits your personality a little bit too, mm -hmm. but you want an opening hero section. You want to talk about the problem that you solve. And then you want to, you know, tell people the services you offer, stuff like that. But the templates I have are specifically for coaches and service-based businesses because that's who I work with the most. Perfect. And that's a really affordable way to build your site, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And it allows you to build and grow and get going. And like one of the things you said, Nikki, is when you started, you thought, well, I'm thinking about maybe being a business coach, but I don't want to call myself that. You started with that. And then as you got going, you figured out, okay, this isn't quite exactly what I'm doing. I'm really doing this thing. And, you know, and your business evolved and then your website changed and evolved with it. And that's how it is for most people starting in business. You've got to have a pretty good idea of what you're doing. Start with that and then just know it's going to change and evolve. And that's okay. That's normal. That's what's supposed to happen. Oh, completely. And sometimes the thing, you just can't see the thing that's staring you in the face, can you? It's like, oh, hi, I have an entire career spent in the marketing industry. Let's not call myself a business coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about the, some of the worst offenders. What are some of the worst mistakes that we have seen people make with their websites? And one that I've seen, actually, do you know, it's a bit of a guilty pleasure. I keep checking back to see if they've updated it and they just haven't, <laughs> is somebody who has clearly bought a template and started updating their information and has never finished. So there's really yes. <laughs> generic information that doesn't make any sense at all in relation to their business. Is that something that you see or what else do you see out there, April, that just makes you cringe? You know, that's really funny. That wasn't on my list of things, but that is so funny because I do see that all the time. Here's a little thing. If you see words that start Lauren Ipsum, it means they haven't changed it. I'll get people that are like, uh, this website's in another language. I'm like, no, actually it's not. It's just the standard generic like every basic template says Lauren Ipsum and then a whole bunch of garbage after it. So if you are building a website before you make it live and you're working on it in the background, put up a coming soon page so nobody can see that Lauren Ipsum garbage coming up. Yes, do that. Put up a coming soon page. There, there's all kinds of ways to do it. So yes, do that. Put up a coming soon page. And then the two other major things is make sure your website looks good on a mobile phone. 65 yes. to 70% of the people are looking at it on their phone at least one time. Usually the first time they start, they hear about you, they look you up on the phone. And then if they want to know more, they go to their computer and then they'll, you know, look at it there. So it can look amazing on a computer, but make sure it looks good on a phone. Yeah, that one's huge. And then the other one that I see a lot is people make the font size too small. I can't read it. <laughs> I'm 52 years old. Don't make me strain my <laughs> eyes. I'm sorry. I don't always have my reading glasses on. Just make the font size bigger, especially on a phone. Now on a phone, you can zoom a little bit, but I don't want to zoom. I want to scroll with my thumb. I don't want to have to get out my fingers. I'm on a video and Nikki can see me using my <laughs> fingers here. Your listeners cannot, but you know, I don't want to have to zoom with my fingers. So Make your font sizes bigger. I say at least 18 pixels on the font size because it's so much easier to read. 
especially if your audience is my age. <laughs> that is a great tip. And generally being inclusive with not just font size, but colors as well, right? Yes. Yeah, the contrast. There are some really great tools that you can use to make sure that the contrast of the colors is inclusive and basically available and visible to everybody. Right. Yeah. And one of the biggest culprits to that is when people put words over the top of an image. Yes. Often that will look fine on a computer, but when it rotates for a mobile phone, then the words are on top of their face and you can't read them. Or you have white words on top of sand or something, you know, you can't read it. An easy way to fix that is to just put a background on the, like on the words itself. So you can make like a background box. You can make it a little bit transparent so you can see through it, but put something there so that it's readable. And don't put words on the top of people's faces. Seriously, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) We want to see their faces. We want to be drawn in by their faces, don't we? Yes, especially because you just had really amazing brand photos done. Yes. Don't put words on your face. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, okay, we've had some really great tips there about font size, making sure that the information is clear above the fold, which means basically the top of the page, that hero section we're talking about, making sure that the copy is directed towards the people who you want to attract. And we haven't talked about SEO. Is that something that you cover within your packages or do you have advice for people? So I do cover SEO in my packages. Basic on-site SEO is what it's called. And you do want to make sure that you do some basic stuff with that. Now, SEO is a whole, you could have a whole podcast on that. So it's a whole thing. It's huge. Yes. (laughs) But some basic stuff that everybody should do is you should make sure that you set up your title and what's called metadata. That's the description that goes underneath the title. So when you do a search on Google and you whatever you're searching for comes up the list, there's a title to it and then there's a short little description on there. Make sure that you control that. Don't let Google decide what goes there. And if you're using WordPress, there's all kinds of plugins for that. I'm sure that other website platforms have something that you can use. So make sure that you put that in and also put a featured image. You know, when you post a link on Facebook or something and there's an image that pops up automatically? Yes. That's the featured image. Put that in there or Google's going to randomly pick one from the page and it might not be a good one. So put that basic stuff. (laughs) Yeah, great tip. And also we fell foul to this recently, but picked it up really quickly. If you are copying some content or you're, say, copying a page and then you change the URL, don't forget to change the featured image. (laughs) Yes. Because then it will not relate in the slightest. (laughs) Right. Yes. And you know, what's interesting about that too, when you change that featured image, it will update on your website pretty quickly. However, it doesn't always update, say, for example, in Facebook in the link. And there's a little thing if you Google clear Facebook cache or something, you could clear that cache and it'll regenerate it. But sometimes it takes like a week for that image to update in other places where you post it. So yeah, update that image for sure. So another thing for people to think about when it comes to websites, I know that this can start to feel a bit overwhelming, especially for people who are listening who might be thinking, I did not think when I opened my business that I was going to have to become an expert in websites. (laughs) So if you were to give 
somebody one piece of advice when it comes to their website? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, April, because it's such a broad topic, but one big thing to think about when you're creating or updating your website, what advice would you give them? My biggest piece of advice is to make it clear. You don't have to be the world's best designer out there. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but man, make it clear. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't use jargon words. Don't put things in weird places. (laughs) Just make it intuitive. Make it clear. Put things where people expect to see them. You know, your menu should be at the top. (laughs) Put some contact information (laughs) at the bottom in the footage. There's just some basic things And just make it really, really clear to who you help, what you do, and how to get it. I mean, if you can do those things, the rest of it matters, but it's not as important. I love that. That is such a great piece of advice. And it also made me think, I really want to know what your opinions are around pop-ups and promotional bars. How do you feel about those? I like promotional bars at the top of the website. So I love those. Pop-ups... I like them in moderation. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that's brand new that you're promoting that you know people haven't seen yet, that's timely, then I like pop-ups. But give me a second to get on your website. (laughs) Delay the pop-up like five seconds or something. Let me get there first. Let me figure out who you are. Let me scroll a little bit. And then you can give me a pop-up. But if you give me a pop-up the second I land on your site, I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to click away and, you know, go away. So pop-ups are annoying, and but they do work. So They do. <laughs> but I think you just have to be strategic in how you use them. And then they're powerful, but you got to be smart about it. Yeah, I completely agree. And same with chatbots, making sure that they're not taking over the whole screen, making sure they're not popping up too quickly because maybe I find what I need before I even need to think about chatting with anybody. Yeah, just let me find my way around the website for a minute before (laughs) you start bombarding me. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny you mentioned chatbots because here's something I see people do is, so the chatbot intuitively is in the bottom right corner of your website. Don't put a pop-up there. I see people put pop-ups there, but in my head, I think it's going to be a chat bot. So I delete it. I don't even look at it. I just close it because I think that's what it is. And I'm thinking, I don't need the chat thing. I can find what I need. So if you're going to do a pop-up and a chat, don't put them in the same place. Put your pop-up somewhere else. Don't put it in the bottom right corner. That is a great point. So chat bots in the right, pop-ups in the left. There we go. Yes, or in the middle or somewhere else. Yes, something like that. Just not on the right. Yeah, good. So I think we've delved into a lot. And thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise so freely. There's one final thing that I want to ask you, and that is about saving time. Now, we were discussing that in theory, a website can and should save you time in your business. But I'd love for you to share with the listeners some of the details around how it can do that for them. Sure. Okay, so the couple of things about your website. One thing that I love about websites is they're open 24-7. If somebody wants to find out about you, they don't have to call you. They don't have to bother you. They can just look you up online. And if they can't sleep at two o'clock in the morning, you can be there in their face if you want (laughs) to. So it is also the one place where you can put 
all of your information. So if you're finding that you're getting the same questions over and over and over again, and you're answering the same things over and over again, have a frequently asked questions part on there where you answer those questions so people don't have to ask you that. Another thing is for me, and this can go either way, but I'm a strong proponent of putting your pricing on your website, or at least it, you know, if your pricing varies, you can at least put starting at yep. or investment starts at or something like that. And that will just weed out the people that really are not the best fit to work with you. I completely agree. If somebody wants me to do a custom website for $50, I'm not your gal. That's just not me. <laughs> so I don't want those people to book an appointment with me because I don't have the time to talk to them. I'm sorry. I, it's awesome for you. It's just, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think you should put that on there because that will weed people out. Yes. And then... You should also use your website to grow your email list, have a lead magnet on there. We didn't talk about this, but you can be building your email list while you're off working your business, doing other things because people are coming to your website. They see something on there they want, they get on your email list. And then separate from that, you've got a whole automation that does all that's just happening while you're busy growing and doing your thing. You can be making sales on your website. Hello, isn't that the point? We all want to be making money. <laughs> People can either buy your stuff while you're, again, off working your business. They can book appointments with you. If you're a person that needs appointments, have a link to your calendar. In fact, this is an interesting thing because a lot of people think, well, I have a Calendly link and I could just send them there. And you're right, you can. But do you know your Calendly link off the top of your head? If somebody says, Nikki, I need to book an appointment with you. And you go, okay, sure. Go to Calendly.Nikki.Hudgeson.456212 slash two. And you're like, I don't know what it is. For me, I'm like, just go to my website. Top right corner, there's a little button. AprilHyatt.com, click the little button, boom, you make an appointment. It's so much easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that alone saves you the frustration of just saying it and then people booking it. And, and again, it's that thing of trying to make it as easy as possible and as friction-free for people to buy from you or take the next step if that is booking a call or downloading your lead magnet. That is the point of your website to me is to make that whole customer journey as smooth as humanly possible. Yes, absolutely. And when you're on social media and people ask more about you, I know, Nikki, I think you have a whole podcast on Facebook and adding like a bio and adding the professional profile and stuff. Oh, yeah. Put your website link in there so people can go. You make a comment, they click on it, they find out who you are and then send them to your website. They don't need to be scrolling your whole Facebook feed. And then that's the place they can find out about you without even you knowing it. Because they won't scroll your whole Facebook feed, will they? They'll give up. No. If they don't right. find what yeah. they're looking for. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, great. So I think you offer a fabulous service. So I'd love for you to share the different ways that people can work with you and where they can find you online. I'm guessing it's going to be your website. <laughs> it is my <laughs> website. <laughs> and it's aprilhyatt.com. And just in case you spell my name wrong, my last name is Hyatt, H-I-A-T-T. -T. But a little tip, if you have a name like mine that people spell wrong, you could type in H-Y-A-T-T -T and still get there. I own both domains Clever. and I've just pointed one to the other. So you can't not find me just because, you know, anyway. But yes, yeah, so I do, I offer custom websites. If you're at the place in your business that you just want something customized for you, 
Then I meet with you. We do a whole strategy session. We find out what you're looking for, what you want, the whole thing. It's, it's a whole big package. So I offer that. I'm in the process of finishing up some website templates that by the time this comes out, they should be live. And they're very cost-effective. You just go in, you import the entire template. It's not just one page at a time. It's your homepage, your about page, your services page your, you know, even blog pages, your lead magnet download, all of that. And then I've got some how-to videos on how to set all of that up. Oh, amazing. And just in case anybody's wondering, I include a coming soon page on there and show you how to set <laughs> that up while you're building in the background. <laughs> I have a branding kit too. That's, and I know Nikki, you've got a whole branding thing that you're doing too. So anyway, just to help people get started, I've got some basic stuff with that too. Oh, fantastic. And I know that there may well be some follow-up questions and inquiries, so I'm guessing the best place is your website for those as well. It is. And I even have a little contact thing on there. You can send in from the form or you can email me from my website. Everything's on my website. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Practicing (laughs) what you preach. I love it. Of course. Thank you so much for joining me today, April. I know that everything you've shared is going to be really useful and has definitely given me some things to think about. I've written down, go and see if NikkiHutchinson.com is available. Actually, that's smart because a lot of people probably put an N in there. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for that idea. So yes, thank you so much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you and I hope to see you again soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with April. I'll be back next week with another guest, Sheena Mason-White, who recently launched her new business. Although she's not entirely new to entrepreneurship and it's going phenomenally well so far. Sheena will be sharing what's working for her right now when it comes to business growth and she's doing really well. So make sure you join us to pick up some tips from her. Until then, have a great week. I'll see you next Friday at 7am. Take care of yourself and keep marketing. Marketing.